Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Be Told. Yeah, we're actually just going to jump right into this one. Dig right into just it. Just do it. Just, just head first. Let's do it. Ready for it. No, I'm super excited about this She's one. She's super excited. As <laughs> not am that I. I'm, not that I'm not usually Your excited. Your excitement is making me excited. I'm so glad. Okay. I actually, I'm probably excited because I wrote the notes for this one. Finally. No, just kidding. <laughs> But today's topic is going to be a really great one. I think it's going to be applicable for a lot of our listeners, a lot of the uh, podcast fam. Yeah, and will you do me a favor if you know of somebody who you think would benefit from this podcast? Will you shoot it to them, send it to them, tag them in this? Um, Share it on social. Whatever it needs to, whatever it needs to take. And hey, if you're listening to this and you are not yet a parent, this is still applicable to you. I listened to parenting teachings before I became a parent. Why? Because you prepare for things you want to be successful in. Absolutely. And, and uh, with that, actually, go for it. We are by no means yeah. parenting experts. Disclaimer. Uh, because I feel like it's always like when you like act like you're some expert, your kids will prove you wrong <laughs> instantly. Yeah. No, I but mean no, we just don't have enough really experience to no. be experts. No. But we do have some like in the trench, I guess, experience. Absolutely. Some things that we've been... That I think a lot of you will probably be able to relate to yeah. really well. Plus, we were kids. So we know what we needed as kids. My wife remembers every bit of her childhood. I do. And my earliest my memory, memory... started at like My 12. earliest memory was um, <laughs> was uh, three. So I burnt my finger on a sparkler. Wow. I remember wow. it. First Remember trauma. what happened. Remember where I was. Man. Remember it all. Actually, I also remember giving my pacifier away, which I think was before three. I gave it to Santa's reindeers because my mom told me they had babies that didn't have pacifiers. You're so generous. Wow. I should do that to Graham. Actually, Graham would say he didn't care. Yeah, Graham would say, skip the reindeer. <laughs> let's shoot them. <laughs> but anyway, let's jump in. So the podcast that we want to kind of talk about today is four tips for parenting the next generation. We're going to highlight them before we dig in okay. and break each one down. Number one, steward knowledge. Number two, model obedience. Number three, manage conversations and number four facilitate experience okay. and we're gonna dig into each say, of those it sounds very rigid when you like very robotic when you I just read it robotically it like that i i, I just want to say i just had this thought real quick oh, somebody gosh. said to me this week because I, I hadn't actually shared it with you oh, i went gosh. to a ladies night this week and a lady i'm not gonna say who for her sake so that you don't get mad but she looked she was telling somebody about a podcast in front of me and she went, yeah, but there's this one episode that Pastor Chad did by himself, but don't listen to it because it's so boring without <laughs> without Jade. <laughs> it's so true, right? Like, why would people actually care? Because I actually taught the Bible in that episode. It's like, <laughs> I, we've knew got you were some, gonna, I knew you were going to be petty Betty We've about got it. some shallow freaking listeners that oh, was like, knew. you know what? That accent. It had nothing to do with the that. The accent just gets me. Yeah. Why learn about real <laughs> things? Uh, I knew you would be stinking. <laughs> petty betty about it which is why i told you and i'm gonna find out who you are you won't actually and i'm gonna find you and and what you're gonna do i don't know nothing absolutely nothing is what you're gonna do all right so let's jump into it four tips for parenting the next generation number one 
steward knowledge. This is what Daniel 11.32 says. Um, Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. It is, uh, how can I say? It's not an option. We have to know our God. Mm -hmm. And when we know our God, the Bible says that we are going to do great works or carry out great exploits. Mm -hmm. Which means if it's important for us to know our God as a parent, it's important for us to introduce our children to our God. Absolutely. Right? So it's our job. We're actually stewards of their knowledge of God at a young age. Now, when they get older, they're going to have experiences where they will get to know God for themselves. Mm-hmm. But we actually have to steward them when they're young. It's a crazy uh, responsibility to consider that you have. Like You are creating the framework of what these little monsters you know, well, <laughs> little blessings, little blessings, <laughs> little, little sweet, little <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> no, but you're literally creating the framework for your children and how they see and believe and understand God. Right. And this is actually what Deuteronomy 4, 9, the, this is actually what this podcast really came out of. I have been devouring the book of Deuteronomy. She's I just been think eating it's it up, good. fellas. No, you know, I'm in a place in my life right now. We are in a place in our life where we need to see the blessing of God, right? We need to see the reward for our obedience. And the book of Deuteronomy it's talks about cool. it over and over again. But this is what uh, Deuteronomy 4, 9 says. But watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I love it. I just absolutely. You're gonna be honest. You love it. Yeah, I. I love. It took honesty for you to say that you love it. Yeah, <laughs> I like brutally. No, like I, I love training my children. Uh, yeah. To yeah, you freaking jerk. No kidding. Uh, I, I love training my children to love Jesus. Right. Like I love training my children to in introducing knowledge of what worship is, what praise is. Yeah. I mean, Graham, he, he loves the song, what, Fire from C.C. Fire Will. from C.C. Winans, yeah. Uh, yeah. And like this man just jams out to yes. it. Or what was the one before? It was from Uche. Uh, yep, The Glory. The Glory. And just teaching our kids, right? Or when Introducing I'm in... them to the God that we know, we serve, mm-hmm. we talk about. Right. And I'll be pacing around my room uh Praying in tongues or yeah. in the bathroom, praying in tongues. And I just yeah. hear, I hear Graham behind me. <laughs> She's like, it's not it, dude, but uh, yeah. someday soon. Yeah, you know, it's it's like, um, I don't know about anyone listening to this podcast, but I am so bad at introducing people. What, so what I mean by that is like, I could be talking to somebody and see somebody else and I'll start the conversation. I'll include them in the conversation I'm having, but it never crosses my mind that those two people might not know each other and right. I need to make an introduction. Mm-hmm. And as parents, we need to not forget that we're the ones that need to make an introduction yeah. from a young age. Yeah. Don't rely on Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Don't rely on church. Don't rely on school. Don't rely on another family member. Mm-hmm. It is your job to say, Hunter, this is the God that we serve. Right. This is who he is. This is what he's done for mommy and mm-hmm. daddy. And that's how she starts to get to know him for herself. Right. And the knowledge that you give them. Uh, I mean, we read Bible stories every single night. We watch Superbook yeah. every single morning. Yeah. We're introducing a knowledge in Hunter's asking some awesome questions. I don't want to get ahead of yeah. ourselves, but like Hunter asks awesome questions. Yeah. 
we were watching this morning, we were watching the story with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting thrown into the fiery furnace. And she was like, Daddy, how could they get thrown in the furnace and live? Mm-hmm. Daddy, who's the fourth person in the furnace? And I just got to sit there and give her knowledge yeah. on Jesus, on yeah. the Bible. And it's our parents to introduce that to them. And then so number two, because I think that's a good kind yeah. of segue they into go number hand two. In hand. Number two is to model obedience. Our second tip for parenting this next generation is to model obedience. See, kids are smart. Mm -hmm. Kids can smell inauthenticity a mile away. Oftentimes we feel like we need to put on a front for other adults, but kids are really the ones that can like discern whether we're just bulldusters. Mm -hmm. Because also you have to remember, your kid sees how you act on a Sunday, but they see how you act at home. You know, same with Chad and I. Our kids see us preach. Mm-hmm. Our kids see us disciple people. Yep. But our kids also see what we're like at home. Right. And so we need to be modeling obedience because monkey see, monkey do, right? They don't really mm-hmm. care about what we say as much as they care about what they see us do. And they are going to do whatever you did. 100%. And you, you can, can say whatever yeah. you want. Actually, you know, it's funny. We were just talking with a, a, a couple that we hung out with earlier today. And... Uh, she was like, don't you love, I don't know where, what part of the conversation, but she said this, she said, isn't it hilarious when you yell at your kid to stop yelling? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. And it's like, wait a minute, who taught them that? For sure. And obviously we all handle that differently and whatever, but it's real, right? Like you're yelling at your kid, telling them to stop yelling. They're going to do what you do, not necessarily what you say. And it's an important standard for you to set as the parent your kid is just a replication of you yeah and if you're not happy with how they're acting what they're saying what their emotions are and obviously they're they're children so you take that into context as well but they should be replicates of who you are for sure and how you live for sure and i love it because kids will tell the truth i mean all the all you kids church workers you know oh my gosh the amount of things (laughs) i have heard in kids church things that kids have said and I don't share the information because who knows what I'm just saying about me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, but it is, it's funny. Kids have no filter, right? Mm -mm. And so kids are going to tell the truth. Um, And so it's so important that as parents, we are modeling obedience. We're modeling this life that we're requiring and wanting them to live. Um, You know, the Bible says, raise up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get older, they won't depart from it. Well, they will depart from it if it's fake. They will depart from it if we're just saying things, but we're doing something else. What is the statement? It's what what parents do in moderation, their kids will do in excess. 100%. And we see so many kids, like people that have come back to Christ. Let's say they're in their 30s. Yeah. And they finally come back and make a decision to serve God for themselves. And you ask them, why did you walk away? And they're yeah. like, well, you know, my church experience and my family experience, we were Christians, but, you know, my parents said this and this and that. And my, my dad was an alcoholic and my mom had all these problems. Right. And, you know, they just weren't modeled what Christ actually was. And this isn't to attack anybody, but we can't expect our kids to somehow see our lives and us not living for the Lord and then somehow live for the Lord. For sure. We are the model. You actually are the greatest single influence fathers 
specifically. Yeah. You are the single greatest influence on whether your child will serve God or not. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about you were talking to somebody the other day and it like it triggered a thought in my mind of how you know, for those of you who've been listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know Chad had a period where he walked away, right? He mm-hmm. walked away from church, he kind of mm-hmm. walked away from the Lord and all of that. And it was interesting because I was listening to you talk about it to somebody and I recognized you've never walked away because of your parents. Mm -hmm. You always knew God was real and it Mm -hmm. was true because of how your parents acted. It was other circumstances. It was how other people acted. It was how people in the church. And so I think that's even a testament to your parents of the fact that you you knew God was real because of how they acted. I couldn't deny the the reality of God. Right. And that should be our lives. And note this, you don't have to be perfect. Right, you don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be authentic. Yeah. And I mean, there are times where you're gonna have to apologize to your children mm-hmm. for not representing Jesus right. Right, there'll be times where you have to bring clarity to a situation. Yeah, and kids will call you out. Absolutely, <laughs> straight up, they they will tell you, and it's your duty to model the reality of serving God that sometimes you do make mistakes. Yeah. Sometimes you are not perfect. And how do you handle that? See, that's part of showing your children obedience. Absolutely. How do we obey after we've made mistakes? And look, your level of obedience to the word is going to determine their dedication as well. Yeah. And man, I want you to set your family up for success. And also, is it, you know, is it well, I'm just carrying my cross every day and it's such a burden and right. it's so hard to serve God. Or is it, I love yeah. serving God. Teach you know, your kids that serving God is awesome. A couple a couple days ago, um, Hunter said, Daddy, why do you have to go to work? Mm-hmm. And it was so cool because Chad took that as a moment to have a conversation with her. And we'll, I'll segue from that into our third point, which mm-hmm. is uh, manage conversation. conversation. Yeah. But Chad said, Hunter, I want you to know why I go to work. And so he sat with her and he explained mm-hmm. to her. He said, I go to work, first of all, because I'm providing for this family. This is something that... was the that, second reason. Actually, that was the second reason. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. You said, because I get to serve God. I get to go to work and tell people about Jesus. It was ministry, yeah. right? That mm-hmm. was your first yep. point. It was, yep. I get to go and serve God by working at church. Mm-hmm. I get to do this. And then the second was, and, when I, and, and because I do that, I'm able to provide for our family. Mm-hmm. And so she was able to understand... My daddy goes to work because he's being obedient to God, Mm -hmm. A, to serve God in his kingdom, but B, to provide for me. And so there was no confusion in her um, of why he does what he does. And so let's go into the third point. Mm -hmm. The third tip for uh, parenting the next generation is managing conversations. So many people do not have conversations with their kids because it's inconvenient. It's... A it waste be, of their time. It can be painful sometimes. Honestly, too. Hunter's in that why yeah, phase. Yeah, it's very true. It's like, you know, you why? start at like, wow, look at that leaf is green. Why is it green, Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> because the tree made it green. Well, why, why did the tree make it green? <laughs> because God created the tree to make it green. And it just goes back. And like anything you start at, it ends back with yeah. the very root of why. Right. And I kind of love it too. Like I'm inquisitive. I ask those questions and I enjoy it. I mean, I did enjoy it until she did it 8,000 times. Yeah, yeah. But I think the point of this is mm-hmm. we got to delight in our kids. we got to delight in having these conversations with our children because inquiring minds 
They want answers. Mm -hmm. And kids have inquiring minds, right? We have inquiring minds as adults. We want answers to our questions. So it is our job as parents to answer the questions. Hey, don't ever be the parent though that feels like you have to make up an answer Mm -hmm. because you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I've learned in leadership and I'm learning to parallel that in my parenting that I don't know everything. And it's actually okay to say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm going to go ahead and find out for you and Mm -hmm. we can pick this conversation up again. Right. And you have to realize that conversations are discipleship. Yeah. And you as a parent, you, your primary disciples in life are your children. For sure. And you know what's crazy? They're the most real disciples you will ever have. Yeah. And if you're not discipling your children through conversations and lifestyle, then the world is going to disciple your children. And yeah. guess what? The product of the world is destruction, yeah. is pain, is struggle. But you have the opportunity through these conversations, again, and through lifestyle, but to educate and teach and explain to your yeah. children why these things are how many kids walk away from god when they start to get to an intellectual phase because they start having thoughts that are big and you know go to science class and are told about evolution and Mm -hmm. their parents come home or they go home to their parents and they start to ask their parents these heavier questions and they don't know the answer and so they say well just don't ask me or because or you know that's just the way god made it and Kids want to know, and we don't want to just raise kids that don't think. We want to foster this ability for our children to think. I want to teach my child to think. I want my child to know why, because why is the first step in critical thinking. Yeah. And I want my, it's one of the confessions we make every single night with our kids. I'm a problem solver, not a problem starter. For sure. And I need my children to think critically so that they won't just be fed some lie from the world and just regurgitate some information and become a disciple of some structure that's intended to destroy people. Exactly. And that's why it's so important that we don't run away at the first sign of a hard question. Look, our kids are going to ask us some hard questions and we have to figure out what the answer is. And if we don't know, it's okay to not know. But then go ahead and find out. And you know, if you have older kids, that could be even something that you do together. Hey, I don't know uh, why dinosaurs are extinct. Let's go find out together. I brought that up because literally Hunter asked me that question and then I called Chad and had Chad on the phone while Chad and I were going back and forth discussing different theories with my three-year-old because it was something that she was interested in. Mm -hmm. Now, that's just a dumb example. I'm talking about hard questions. But a real, I'll give an example. Hunter just brought it up in the car. You know, we were talking about my mom, Mm -hmm. you know, and my mom, if you don't know, my mom passed away uh, about a year and a half ago from cancer. Yeah. And, uh, Hunter asked, you know, we're talking about Mammy Mm -hmm. and she asked, you know, well, why, you know, and where's Mammy? You know, Mammy's in heaven. Why is Mammy in heaven? Because Mammy's dead. Why did Mammy die? Because she was sick. Why was Mammy sick? And we just literally went down this thing. Now that's, those are hard questions. That was hard. Yeah. That was not easy to have that conversation. Right. But it was important. And we're not even talking about like emotionally hard. I'm talking about, we have questions, right? There's things of, of, of. You know what I mean by that? I mean, just like, you know, obviously we believe in healing and all of that. And so the natural mind Mm -hmm. has had questions. That's all I mean. Um, And so, you know, you have your three-year-old asking these hard questions. Well, it would be easy for someone to just dismiss. Well, she's just not here anymore. Right. And that's just, it is what it is. Yeah. But no, we stewarded the conversation with her. I want her to understand what's happening. 
I want her to get a conviction and a hatred for sickness Absolutely. so that we will pray for the sick, that we'll lay hands on sick people and we'll see, you know, God get glorified even yeah. through that. And it taught her in that moment that even the, when something happens, it doesn't change what we believe about mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah. I think that's the powerful thing, yeah. right? Is that because somebody could look at that situation and mm-hmm. well, if that happened, then why do I even believe God's word? No. Even more so we believe God's word. Even mm-hmm. more so we believe. And so we're teaching our children how to think in mm-hmm. terms of God's word. Um, Number four. No, Wait, well, before no, we move on, there. this is important. If we aren't the ones discipling and right, having sorry. these tricky, tricky conversations, though, the world's going to do it. And not just that. Right now, in in the culture that we're living in, social media is going to do it. Information you, age, yeah. I... Okay, so something I enjoy doing at night, Chad and I both do it together. We watch reels. That's just kind of like how we unwind right before we go to bed. And like, usually it's me like crying, laughing, snorting (laughs) at like just silly videos. But what I've noticed in the beginning when I started watching reels, there wasn't like an algorithm for like what I liked. So Mm -hmm. so social media was trying to figure out what I liked. And so it was throwing in crazy videos. Well, Mm -hmm. if I was overwhelmed at like, what I was seeing in all these videos, can you just imagine a kid who's now ingesting all this different information, all these different viewpoints, and if they've got no foundation, if they have no belief system already in place, Mm -hmm. they're going to be confused as heck on every topic. Right, right. And there is no consistency in the world, and it's going to contradict the truth of God's word. And we need to recognize that we need to create strong convictions People would joke, see, you're just brainwashing your children to think one way. What do you think every other, or indoctrinating your children to think one way? What do you think everybody else is trying to do? Right. The world is trying to indoctrinate your kid. They're off to your kids. Every social movement is trying Mm -hmm. to indoctrinate your kids. The LGBTQ movement is trying to indoctrinate your kids. Everything on this planet is trying to indoctrinate your children. And you know what? I have such deep convictions, and I pray you do too, in Christ, that I need to ingrain this in my children so that they can be successful in this world. Because I know from personal experience that outside of that, there is pain, there is wound, you know, there is sure. destruction and cycles that will keep you wounded and ineffective throughout life. Yeah, for sure. So the last tip, let's just uh, summarize real quick. Mm-hmm. Four tips for parenting, the next generation. Number one was stewarding knowledge. Number two was modeling obedience. Number three was managing conversation. And number four, and we're going to end with this, is facilitating experience. There's three ways that I wrote down that we can facilitate an experience mm-hmm. with God. And you might have another one that you can add. But the first would be, we need to be hosting the presence of God ourselves, mm-hmm. right? In our home, in our car. Are our kids experiencing the presence of God? Or is it a foreign concept that Mm -hmm. when they step into a church now and again, they feel the presence of God. You know, some some people wouldn't know the presence of God if it slapped them in the face. It's true. I watch people uh, on a Sunday when there's like a heavy anointing. You mm-hmm. can tell people who don't recognize yeah. the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And you never want that for your kids. And so in order for them to experience the presence of God, we got to be facilitating it in our home. It's yeah. not just for a Sunday and it, morning. It, it, and it's really just showing them that lifestyle yeah. of experiencing God. Yeah. Because he's not for a Sunday morning. Morning. You know, he's not for Easter and Christmas. Yeah, and he and is for every day. He's, you know, in, 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 the, in the bathroom, in the car rides, yeah. in creating your child. See, one of the things I pray over our kids is that they would know the presence and the voice of God. Wow. 
And you learn the voice of God in the presence of God. Yeah. You know, the Bible says, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. See, the sheep, the first time they hear the shepherd's voice, they don't know it's the shepherd. They have to learn that. And the only way to learn that is in the presence of the shepherd. And we as believers and as parents, we need to show our kids that and show them the experience. Yeah. Right. I even, I'm even thinking of Samuel and, oh man, who was his prophet over him with the sons that was Eli. Eli. And Samuel started hearing the voice of God and Samuel didn't recognize it. And so he came to Eli and he's like, you know, did you call me? And finally, after the third time, Eli realized, he said, no, that's the Lord speaking. You need to say, Lord, I'm here. I'm your servant. Tell me what to do. Exactly. We need to do the same thing with our children. Yeah. It's so awesome. Um, So the first one, yep, facilitating it ourselves. And I would say the second is taking them to the house of God. Making church a priority. You know, for Chad and I, church is a non-negotiable. Yeah. We have we have some non-negotiables that are in our family culture mm-hmm. that we have set up. One of them is that we go to church on Sundays. Yep. That's what we do. Period. And our kids will know that that is what we do. We go to church on Sundays. You know, when my kids And we get, love it. And we love it. And yeah. we enjoy it. And mm-hmm. we're happy to be there. Um, and so we, we facilitate their experience with God by having this as a routine part of their week. Mm-hmm. And the third part, what I would say is doing what the Bible says that we should do so that we can have what the Bible says that we can have. Mm -hmm. See, they will experience whether you have the blessing of God in your life Mm -hmm. or you don't. So, you know, when I get up and and teach on the blessing of God on a Sunday, when I, you know, do a tithes and offering message, my kids are the ones that are going to know if what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is not what they're experiencing. So it's up to us to actually facilitate. This is what the Bible says. We're going to do what it says so that we can have what it says we can have. Absolutely. And how great of a testimony that is, right? Kids that grow up and say, I I have to believe in God because I saw my parents pray for somebody and they got miraculously healed. I I have to believe in God because, you know, my parents, they, they handled their money the way God showed them to and the yeah. Bible teaches them to. And we've just been so incredibly blessed in the yeah. miracles and the finances that we've seen. It's it's incredible. Or I, I have to believe that God is real because my father and my mother, they just showed God to everyone around them and yeah. they love people so much. It could have only been yeah. God. And you as your as a parent, you get to set that experience for them. And for sure. I guess the, the, the question is, are your kids experiencing God through you? Are they truly encountering God through the life that you live? Or are we praying, playing religion? Mm-hmm. See, religion saves nobody. Religion doesn't draw your kids to, to church or to yeah. Christ. It pushes them away. How many kids, I mean, our church is you know filled with like young families. How many of them walked away from God as soon as they could because they grew up in like some Catholic church or some Baptist church or some legalistic church that they just went through life and just was turned off by the experience. Yeah. And now they're coming back because they're inquisitive. Like, was that really all that God had to offer me? Yeah, Man, you as a parent, if you show them who God is, they're never going to have to wander. Just like the Bible says, you teach training a child up in the way they should go and they won't depart from it when they're older. And we get to do that, man. And and here's just another encouragement. I mean, we could tag it in one of them. But look, the battles that you fight as a parent are battles your kids don't have to face. 
when David went to war, he pretty much cleaned house. Mm -hmm. All of the stuff he picked up from Saul. And Saul was his... uh, uh, the the mentor for mm-hmm. him, yeah. the king before him, and it was sloppy. Yeah. It was messy. There were problems all over. God was not getting the glory. And David came in and cleaned house. He fought all those battles. He expanded the territory. He prepared everything so that Solomon could go. And the Bible says that Solomon had peace mm-hmm. in his days. Yeah. See, you can determine the success of your child's life. It's funny. People scoff at young people that have things given to them from their parents. And I think that's the most idiotic. Why would you blame a child for having a parent that is blessed and was a good steward and prepared life for them? Man, my kids are going to be blessed. I am blessed. And as a parent, it's, I feel obligated to do that. Actually, according to the Bible, you are obligated to do that. Right. And we can prepare things. We can fight battles. You know, maybe there's an addiction issue in your family. You can fight that battle so your kids never see addiction in their Amen. life. You know, maybe there's a, a lust problem or, a, you know, a, an adultery problem. Yeah. You can fight that battle. Yeah, it can stop with you. And it can stop with you. Absolutely. Whatever it is. Maybe there's an insecurity problem. Maybe there's a curse of poverty. Whatever it is, you can fight these battles mm-hmm. so that your kids get to experience something different than what you experienced. And if you're a parent listening to this, man, I'm sure you feel the weight of that. It's a serious thing. And the you know, take some weight off yourself. Yeah. Like you don't have to be perfect. But man, you do have to be intentional. Yeah. No, I was just uh with obviously I've been reading the book of Deuteronomy. So Deut- we'll end with this. Deuteronomy five says this. Um Verse 9, you must not bow down to them or worship them. He's talking about idols. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. Ready for this? Verse 10, but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me Mm. and obey my commands. And so I just want to encourage you. We want to encourage you. If you're a parent raising kids, this is not the time to shrink back. This is not the time to woe is me and why am I alive? You're alive because God sought fit for you to be alive such a time as this. And he sought fit that you would raise the next generation. And so if you would just apply these four tips to your life, I really believe that you would raise world changes in your own home. So we love you. We hope you're encouraged. If you are, do us a favor, share, tag, send to somebody. Let us know how it has blessed you. But we love you and have a great week. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.